This podcast is presented to you by Pastor Steve Vickers in Christian Life Church in Montgomery, Alabama. For more information, visit ChristianLifeChurch.com. All right, today I want to share with you on something about we've been we've come into the first of the year here and we've talked about dealing with your past and and recognizing your future. Then last week we talked about okay, then what do we do with our now? What do I do now? Because you know I, I talked we talked about how do you deal with your past and your future? What do you do? Does anybody know? You forgive. You forgive the people. You f- for. Forget the past and you get a piece of wood, build a bridge and get over it. You move on. Say, I forgive, forget, and I'm moving on. All right. Now, last week we talked about what do you do now? In the meantime, the meantime means a point or a time between two points. A something in the past and something ahead. What the meantime is right now, in between the amen and the there it is. All right? In between my past and the future I'm reaching for, what do I do in the meantime? And we talked about it that we got to build a life here. We got to build a good life. We're on our way to a good life. We got to build our, we got to build our, listen, we got to build a great life while we're on our way to what we think is a great life. But don't wait to get to a great life. Build a great life now. Okay? Build a home to live in now while you're on your way to your dream home. Build the marriage you have now while you're on your way to your marriage being the best it can be. Don't wait till your marriage gets there. Don't wait. You know, build, your, make yourself valuable on the job you have now. Don't say, when I get the job I want, I'll be valuable. All right? Be a difference maker now until you get to the place where you want to be a difference maker. So we talked about that. Now I want to talk to you today about, all right, in this journey, now where I am, I'm I'm here, I'm doing my work now, I've forgotten my past, I'm reaching for my future, and I'm making my life, I'm building a life, I've embraced the life, I'm living the life I have now. I'm embracing it, I'm blessing it, not cursing it. I bless this city, I bless this job, I bless everything, I'm blessing everything, I'm going to make sure I bless everything everywhere I am. But now, as I'm here doing this, I need to be able to find some stability and security in my life so I'm not so shaken. So I want to talk to you about finding stability and security in life. Don't turn to that verse of Scripture yet. Now, our lives are, and the, you know, you see this referred to a lot. Our lives are like a, a vessel, a ship that is sailing across the ocean of time. I want you to picture uh, one of those, you know, old sailing ships, you know. It could be like a pirate ship or, you know, a sloop or whatever it may be, you know. But you just picture a ship like the Santa Mar- and the Pinta and the, what was it? Yes, all of those. You remember those? Yes. And the Santa Maria. Yeah. And they were really actually pretty small, but picture a boat sailing on. Okay, 
Your life is like that. Each one of our lives are like that boat, that ship, I'm sorry, uh, sailing across the ocean. I remember when I first got in the Navy, I said, uh, well, something about the boat, and they were about to throw me off. They said, boy, you're in the Navy. We don't sail on boats. This is a ship. And uh, so real quick, I learned it's a ship. All right? So our lives are like this ship sailing across the ocean of time. And we, if we can get that picture, we have a good illustration of life, and it helps us to really draw out some important things. You know, a ship at sea is never still. Never still. It's always moving. There's always change. Something's always happening. Things are never, ever staying the same. It may drop anchor, but it's still going to be moving. And if it's not tied up to a dock, just having the anchor, it can move a lot. We used to drop anchor when we'd come, uh, you know, be out in, uh, at sea and, and at certain places we'd come in and we'd drop the anchor, you know, and uh, they, we'd get off and go swimming out in the ocean and uh, as sailors in the Navy. But the ship was always moving. I mean, it could literally just it'd move in all kinds of directions. Uh, <clears throat> our lives and the, li- and the world around us are always in motion even when we are still. Now listen, you're gonna, we're going to get somewhere in this. Everything in your life and in my life is always, at every moment, in a continual state of flux and change. While you're sitting there, you're, in, you're changing. You're changing. If you were a medical doctor, you are you know, somebody that understood all the anatomy and everything and how the body is made up, you'd understand that there's continual motion, there's continual change that is taking place. This makes an important reality that you and I must understand. If we're going to be effective for God, if we're going to to be able to embrace the promises of God and live them with maturity, we need to understand something, and that is this, that nothing stays the same, everything changes. Everything changes. So because of that, you and I have to learn how to find stability in an unstable life. How do we find stability in an unstable life? If you and I do not, if we don't understand the ebbs and flows of life, then we're always going to feel very insecure. We're always going to feel as though something's not stable. It's not really stable yet. Now, I know you never deal with this, but I'm going to tell you what, just about every one of your neighbors in this room do. Maturity in life is finding security in the midst of insecurity. 
You will never, ever get away from insecurity. You will never get away from insecurity until you go to heaven. Insecurity is here. Jesus said, in this world, you're going to have trouble. There's going to be, another word is turmoil. Another word is, it's always, everything's changing. Everything's topsy-turvy. It's always in turmoil. And if we're not careful, if we don't mature and understand this, then we fall prey to the enemy's accusations that something is wrong with us and our relationship with God, something is wrong in our relationship and our marriage, something is wrong on our job, something is wrong with me. And we view everyone else as their life is very stable and secure while we're dealing, we feel like we're walking on water And we feel very unstable and insecure and we walk through life with this instability in us and this insecurity that plagues us. There is nothing stable or secure in the world. Let me say that again. There is nothing stable or secure in this world. The Bible says we're to be wise as serpents, harmless as doves, but wise as serpents. We need to be wise as we walk in this world. If you and I do not understand this principle that in this world there is nothing stable or secure, then you and I, now listen very carefully to me, what I'm about to say, because I've met men older than me that are still doing what I'm going to tell you. I've met women that are still in that place. If you and I do not understand the the simple principle I just told you, we will spend our life chasing an illusion. We will think somewhere there's got to be stability. Somewhere there's got to be peace. Somewhere there's got to be happiness. Somewhere there has got to be security. See, you can't be happy when you're unstable and insecure. You have no peace when you're unstable and insecure. Your balance system is a critical element for you. If you don't understand it, you will be plagued in your life with fears and insecurities continually. You will battle fears that you can't seem to overcome. And as soon as you do one, there'll be another. You will always battle insecurities, feeling you're not right. You just don't quite measure up. I'm just not. And you will feel like I can't be. Are you listening to me? You'll look at others and say, because see, you don't realize they're walking on the same unstable, insecure surface you are. They're living in the same horrendous, topsy-turvy turmoil you are, but they've learned to deal with it in, in maturity and recognize that's that, that's not me. But you see, until you recognize that, all of that is what 
how you discern you. You're allowing your circumstance, you're allowing the world and the way it is to define you. The marketers, and I have studied marketing uh, in my, uh, Denise and I own two businesses, uh, two e-commerce businesses, and so I do a lot of the marketing or handle a lot of the marketing, and uh, I understand marketing. And you know what, one thing that I don't like, and I don't use it, but one of the core things of the psychology of marketing is they understand what I'm talking to you about. That everybody is searching for security and stability. They're chasing that illusion, and so what they do is seize on it and tell you they can give it to you. In a car, in something you wear, in something you drive, in something you live in, and in something you eat or drink or whatever it may be, whatever they're selling. So they sell their snake oil and we buy it. And we buy it not for, you know, they say we sell the sizzle, not the steak. Why? They sell the sense. So if I have this, if I do this, if I lose this weight or if I do this or that, suddenly my life is going to be settled. And it's not See, they're not selling you the item. They're selling you an illusion. That's why one of the best businesses to be in today is stock it and lock it. Because people have so much stuff, they can't keep it in their house. They have to keep it in storage buildings. And not a storage building of their house because they need a bunch of storage buildings. And you go in there and they got stuff. Why? All of that stuff was supposed to satisfy a longing and make me feel a certain way. See, we buy emotionally, not practically. Now let's look at some of the places. Are you still with me? Let's look at some of the places we look, not just me, you do too. We all as human beings look for stability and security. True love. True love. True love. Denise looked for it. She wanted out of an unstable, and I'm not violating something, she's written two books about it. Out of an unstable, insecure environment, she wanted to find stability and security. She wanted a way out. And so she, like her two older sisters, got married at 16 years of age. It was not so much they wanted to get married then, it was an escape from and chasing an illusion of. Are you with me? But the trouble was, life is real and only our concepts and our thoughts are illusions. And when she got into the marriage, It was no different than the home. And suddenly everything was falling apart. Surely though, there is true love somewhere. True love that, man, when I fall in love and I find that right guy, that guy that, oh, I've seen it in the movies so I know it's real. (laughs) Or that girl, if I can just, oh, there is that for me. But my friend, Love fades and people fall in and out of love. 
Now, do I say there's no such thing as real love? We've been married 46 years. 47 in August. But you know what? We've had as many opportunities to get out as to stay in. We've had one opportunity after another, one reason after another to get out. We've had our illusions shattered again and again. But it wasn't true love. It was the love the Bible speaks of that makes a commitment for life. And so through thick or thin, through good times, through bad times, when she wanted to kill me, She decided to let God work in me and work this out. You know, and here's the thing. Denise and I, now I think it's great. I think we need to gain knowledge, but she and I never went to marriage counseling. We always went to God and let him work it out. But now, my friend, what happened to true love? She found true love, but it wasn't true love. It hurt her. She got failed. This thing happened. That thing happened. Now, Every one of us that, are, that have been married or are married, in some way or another, we face that. Not the same things, but no marriage goes without the rocky places. Is true love, is that the answer? No, it isn't. And here's the reason. When I begin to make love and my relationship with you my answer, then all of a sudden, I set myself up to become codependent to where you sustain my happiness. You control whether I'm happy and all of that, and that is ungodly. What about friends? Surely friends are the place where we can find stability and happiness and and, and insecurity. If the person has friends, boy, I just need friends. My friends, that's where my life is. All of my friends. Well, I know that sounds good for a young person, but I'm going to tell you what, here's what you will find. Friends come and go. And sometimes friends getting out of your life is the best thing can happen to your life, especially if they're not going, taking you the right direction. But friendship is not where I'm going. Friendship, I love friendship. I love friendship. I want to be a good friend. I do. More than I want a good friend, I want to be a good friend. Because I know if I'm a good friend, I'll have some friends. And I do have friends. Some of them, like Mike Crosswell, halfway around the world, he and I talk in the world. But I'm going to tell you what, I know this about Mike. If something happened to me, he'd get on a plane if he had to sell his, everything he had. He'd get here to help me. And he knows the same about me. But I'm not dependent on Mike That friendship is not where I've looked for my stability, my security, because if he fails me, he hasn't shaken my stability and my security. Well, I I know where it is. I've just kind of led up to this. It's in success. Success is where stability and security is found. Because when you're on top, you can decide what's stable and secure. You're in charge and you can make it happen. Well, that's not true because everybody serves somebody. 
And success is fleeting and fame lasts but a moment. Well, then money, I know this. Money, 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 money. Money. Everybody say money. Money. I'll say it like you like it. Money. Yeah. You remember his name? Money. Cometh. Yeah, money. Boy, I'll tell you what. If you get enough money, then you're stable, secure. Everything's good. But here's what I found about money is it comes... And boy, it just comes in. You think, well, look at you go. It goes as quick as it comes in, doesn't it? Where's those paychecks you got three years ago? What about happiness? Well, surely, if, if I get happiness, then that'll be, uh, if I find Real happiness. If I find, everybody say real happiness. Real happiness. Okay, anybody, somebody tell me what that is. What the heck is that? I've never met anybody that said, that has real happiness. You know what? I met people that one day is a good day, the next day, man, they catch it in the back of the neck. I've met people that one week it's going great, the next week it seems like the sky, the sky is falling, the sky is falling. Everything's falling apart. I've met people that, you know, one moment they're laughing, the next time I talk to them, they're weeping. I've realized, like the uh, preacher in Ecclesiastes, happiness is a elusive butterfly. Because I've never met anybody that really found real happiness because real happiness is not something you find, it's a decision you make. Well, okay, here we are. For all of our Christian Life Church people, for all of our dear saints, here we go, faith. Come on. Faith, yeah, that's it. Faith, if you got faith, you found stability and security. Well, I say to those that say that, they haven't lived life long enough because I've been to the place where faith was shaken. I've been to the place where my faith hit rock bottom. I've been to the place to where I didn't have enough faith to get up off of my face. Where my faith was not enough. It was broken, shattered. And I couldn't find it and I couldn't muster up. And I I had to confess it to God. Denise, you know what I'm talking about. At least somebody does. I've been there. I've been there. When faith didn't work, it seemed. When nothing worked. And no matter, and I know some of you don't like this. But see, I'm not out after you liking me. I'm out after forming a people that God can use. And sometimes we've got to get rid of stupid ideas and religious concepts that don't relate to a world that is in need of Jesus. Because you live in a bubble of existence that's not real. 
God said in this world, we're till Jesus came into the world. He walked the dusty trails. He hungered. He suffered. He lived life. And church is not about hiding away in a convent of Christianity, but it's about being real in life and being able to communicate reality to people out there that are going through life and don't have all the religious lingo to communicate and put up a front and pretend some things and to do the little Christian dance <laughs> while the world is falling apart, your marriage is falling apart, your life's falling apart, but you look good. Forgive me. I was on a soapbox for a moment, but I'm telling you, friend, listen, we got to get all this stuff out, and I'm going to get it out if I can, by God's help. Root out, tear down, pull down, so we can build. Faith gets shaken. Then the question remains, where can we find stability and security in this life? Because, my friend, if you don't find it, if you don't find it, your life will never really be truly effective because you're always gonna be pursuing something elusive for your life rather than becoming productive with your life. Did I make sense? Let me quote the Lord himself. Heaven and earth will pass away. But the word of God will stand forever. In another place, he said this. He said people, he said man, but he means talking about people. He said people cannot live by bread. Bread, the natural meaning, the natural supplies the natural things of this life, anything of this life. Bread can also be a marriage, a job, a goal you have, a desire you have. Let me tell you, reach for those desires, but understand some desires are never attained. Some desires, when attained, become problems. Are you listening to me? Denise and I will teach you to reach for your dream, but some dreams turn out to be nightmares. I remember girls in this church that they had their knight in shining armor and their dream was to marry a certain guy in this church and they got married. And you know, it wasn't long before they found out he wasn't the knight in shining armor. He was Jack the Ripper. <laughs> he was the meanest, sloppiest, no good, no count person. And we tried to tell her but she had a dream. What am I saying? I'm saying that Jesus said, we cannot, you cannot live. You cannot put your life and draw life from anything in this world. You cannot draw life out of this world. If you look anywhere, I don't care what it is, happiness, success, money, relationships, anything, you're not going to be satisfied. You're always going to be searching. You're always going to be running. And it's a trick of the enemy to get the people of God chasing a fantasy when we need to be following a Savior. Jesus said, that, he said, we, you cannot live 
by bread alone, by the natural things alone, but by every word, every word that comes out of the mouth of God. We live by the word of God. We live by the word of God. The word of God creates within you and I, and it is the only thing. I cannot do it. Getting in the right church is not going to change you. Listening to a great preacher doesn't change you. Going to a great class doesn't change you. Nothing can change you unless you make the change. But the Word of God is different. The Word of God has the power, the ability to come into us. It comes into us. And it creates within us a sense of stability, strength, and security in our unstable, weak, insecure life. I want to give you something. Learn to put your trust solely and completely in God's word. Let me say that again. You see it up there. Would you read that with me? It's on the screen. Learn to put your trust solely and completely in God's word. Now listen, the word trust means this. Learn to put your trust. The word trust means relying on the integrity, strength, ability, and surety of something or someone. Relying on the integrity. I'm going to tell you what. Can God lie? Will God lie? Is he trustworthy? Does he tell the truth? He is truth, isn't he? No one else is. No one else is. Nothing else is. Nothing you see, taste, touch, or feel is truth. It's here for a moment. It's gone. But he is truth. Jesus said, when they ask about truth, he said, the word of God is truth. God's word is truth, the only truth. Integrity, strength, is God strong? He is God Almighty all by himself. His ability, God can do anything. There is nothing impossible with him. And he is surety. He is surety. What does the word surety mean? It means this. Suppose you borrowed, say Chauncey borrowed 5000 He said, Walt, I want to borrow $5,000 from you. Walt says, what have you got as collateral? And I'm just making this up. I know you wouldn't need to borrow 5,000. I probably need to borrow 5 million from you. But <clears throat> Chauncey says, well, I don't have anything. And so Walt says, I can't. So Chauncey comes to me and he says, will you co-sign for this $5,000 loan from Walt? I'll say, sure, I trust you. And so I go to Walt and I'll say, Walt, I'll co-sign for the $5,000 loan to Chauncey. Walt says, sure, and he gives him the money. Why? Because I am the surety for the loan. What is surety? Surety is your uh, promise against any loss. It is the security against any loss. Okay, and Walt knows if Chauncey doesn't pay it, he's just going to come to me and say, give me the five grand. And I'll do it. 
because I have it and I've promised that if he can't, I will. That's what God's word is. God has given us his word and Jesus is the surety that every promise is ours. My friend, you can only depend on the word of God. You cannot depend on anything else in life. I'm asking you, since the word of God is the only sure thing in this life, then I think it would be wise for you and I to fill our hearts and minds with the word of God. Now, every day you leave this service, there's going to be the influences of the world. You are bombarded continually with a floodgate of stuff from the world. And I'm not just talking about bad stuff, but it's all from the world. Good or bad, well, you think it's good. what you call good and bad, and good and bad tends to be relative. All right? But we get all this, all this that is coming against us, and everything in it is to create within us. All it will do, it helps to strengthen our insecurities, our instability. Unless we've got a rock to stand on in the midst of it. That's why it is so important and I implore you here at the first of this year, I am asking you to develop a discipline of daily reading of the word of God. This is deep and profound and oh, this is cool. No, this is basic Christianity. A daily reading of the word of God. I love version. I've got it on my phone. I've got it on my tablet. Uh, and every morning I get up, I have coffee with the most wonderful woman I've ever met on this planet. The love of my life who I love spending my life with. Every day with her is a prize, a wonderful prize I am given. And I want to spend every day until my last breath I breathe, I look into her face or she into mine. And I told her, I said, I want us to say when it's over, it was good. But you know what I do every morning? I sit with her, have my coffee. Then I take out my Blackberry. I'm still old school. Take out my Blackberry. I open up my version app and I read my, I go through my daily reading and then I got a little thing on there. I click on it and it opens up my prayer list and I go through my prayer list and I pray for people that are dealing with physical issues. I pray for you, Irma. I pray for others that are uh, different ones of you in here that different things you're believing God for or reaching for, whatever it may be. And some of you that don't realize, all right? Uh, I pray for different ministers that have asked me to pray for them about things. All right. But I'm not, don't pat me on the back. That's doesn't make, that doesn't make me any better than anybody else. I'm talking about what's making me better and what makes you better is the word. And so daily read the word. Now listen, it is better to read a little every day than a lot once in a while. It's better to pray a short prayer daily than a long prayer every once in a while. 
Let me say that again. It is better spiritually, it is better for your, for the, your own spiritual growth and protection from the attachments of this world. I'm telling you, if, you don't, if you're not putting the word in, your spirit is changing. Because you're being either conformed by the world or transformed by the word. Now the word conformed means a, an outer pressing that shapes you to what it's mold. It's like a mold. You pour, it, you pour something into a mold. The word conformed means outward pressure pressed in upon something that shapes it after its image. Transformation or transforms means this, an inward seed that is planted that begins to grow and change and the change happens internally. And then from that internal growth, you begin to grow into the image of. So every day, it is better to read a little every day and pray a little every day than it is to wait and try to read a whole lot one day and pray a whole lot one day. Keep it up, keep it up, keep it up. The word is our spiritual food. Now listen to me. You're not being fed spiritually when you're listening to a preacher. You're listening to a preacher. You're fed spiritually by the word of God. By the word of God. So let me close with this. Now, <clears throat> Jesus said this just before I read the scripture. And when I read it, we'll just, that's, I'm through. Jesus said that the word of God is seed. The Bible says, God said this, all seed will produce after its kind. So every time I read the word of God, seed is being sown into my spirit. And that seed with the process of obedience and diligence and, and me being faithful to it, it begins to grow up within me to where I begin to look like God, act like God. I take on the nature of God. That is by the word of God. It's a simple process. And my friend, there is not a single person that it will not work for. I don't care who you are. I don't care what you've been doing. I don't care how much you love the world. I don't care how sinful you are. I don't care, you, I don't care what you're into. You may be into homosexuality. And is this church open to homosexuals? Of course it is. Go find them. Bring them in. I want them in here. I want them to hear the word of God. Now you may not like that. But you know, we're after the lost. I want gangbangers in here. I want drug dealers in here. I want anybody and everybody that have come to hear Jesus. Because God's word will change them. God will get a hold of them and change them. If we don't want the hurting and broken, then I'm preaching to the wrong crowd. I'm not after a bunch of Christians. I'm after the lost. Are you with me? Jesus said he didn't come to, he said this, this, the well don't need a physician, it's the sick. And he came for the sick and I'm after the sick. I love this, this is side note and I've gone over. But I love this. I read on a church the other day. <clears throat> of course, it was in L.A. And it said, who are we? He said, it said, well, we're a church filled with gay and straight. Uh, lost and saved. 
uh, Republicans, Democrats, in between. Uh, Hispanics, African-Americans, Asians, Caucasians, and who knows what. Said we've got people from all walks of life that are doing everything, drug dealers, all kinds of things. He said, our church is full of them. And he said, and they're hearing about Jesus and they're falling in love with him. And God's changing us all into his image, the image of his son. Now I didn't quote it exactly, but I posted, I said, I said, I read that and I thought, now I like that church. I like that church. See, I don't want church to be a country club to where you have, it's an elite membership of those that are perfect because perfect people are very imperfect. They're the most imperfect people I've ever met. You know, but where I want, I do want the laws coming in. I do want wrong people coming in and I want you to reach out to them because you care for someone doesn't mean you approve what they're doing. Amen. Amen. Pay attention, my child, to what I say. Listen carefully. Don't lose sight of my words. Let them penetrate deep within your heart. For they, let me go back and read that again. Let them penetrate deep within your heart. For they bring life and radiant health to anyone who discovers their meaning. Above all else, guard your heart for it affects everything you do. Thank you for listening to this podcast. For more information, visit christianlifechurch.com.